It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Tuesday morning at Wax. Good morning. It's chore time again, so we're here to do the chores as always. <laughs> Bob and Jill with you here at the shank of the day on Wax. We are back and. Winter's about over, so I thought it would be about time to show up. <laughs> yeah, we hope it's about over. Yeah, I think what I hear uh, Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 say today is the last day of meteorological winter. So uh, we are back. We spent, uh, well, January uh, in the warm weather and most of February in some pretty nice warm weather. But uh, even snow in California. We saw snow in California last week, so that was kind of fun to, to see. A, you know, it was more fun. I didn't mind it out there because, uh, and I didn't, I wasn't in it. It was around the area. But to hear people in California talk about snow. I bet you that was uh, interesting. One, one woman I saw on the TV news, she said, I've lived here all my life. I've never seen snow come from the sky. <laughs> so I don't know where she thought it came from, but uh, anyway, we are back, and we had a great, great farm tour in California. Wish you could have been there, and uh, we got another one coming up uh, later this summer. Northern Ireland, Scotland is going to be a good one as well, but uh, we are back as uh, the weather's getting to be pretty nice, although we couldn't get back when we wanted because of uh, the storm last week. So we sat out west and watched that move across the country and figured out how we were going to get home. But we finally made it home in the wee hours of Saturday morning. But uh, it was a good trip. Visited with my son for a few days in California. He's in the Army out there. So spent some time with him. And, you know, you don't get to see those guys in the Army very often. So you you take advantage of it. But uh, we're back, and we've got chores. We've got lots going on as we end February and get into March 28th of February already, and we'll talk about some of the things going on. Weather ending February into March, not too bad, but it looks like a little more white stuff coming our way. You got calves on the ground? We've got two. And their names are? Uh, I haven't named them yet. They're in the shed, so I No, these are them L yet. names? These are L names. All right. What do you mean you haven't named them yet? Well, they don't have to have ear tags when they're in the shed. No, but we'll, uh, you we'll should get have to named. it. All right. Well, what what are you leaning to, Lucky think, and Lindy? Or I think one is going to be Lucy. Yeah. Well, we, she was born last Wednesday during the big storms. So oh, really? I was trying to figure out some storm related L name, but didn't really come up with anything. So I think she's going to be Lucy, and the other one I'm not sure yet. That's not really my cow, and I've reached out to my niece Courtney to find out what she wanted to name it, but. I haven't heard back. All right. Well, we'll wait and see. But uh, remember, we're always here to help if you need some help. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. How about Limu the Emu? Name uh, You're an L. Name one of them Limu. I think Limu would be really cute. There you go. So we've got one named already. There you go. All right. Weather-wise. Partly cloudy today. High of 38. Not bad. The ice and stuff uh, shouldn't be a problem anymore. Now, tonight, uh, it's going to get down upper 20s and some snow showers happening. And tomorrow, 35 precipitation. There will be some snow mainly north of Eau Claire. Could be 2 to 4 inches north of Eau Claire tomorrow. And highs, we said, about 35. And then uh, 30s right on through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, into uh, the weekend, it should be nice. And good luck to the Menominee hockey team going to the state hockey tournament down in the Madison area this weekend, so good luck to them. Right now, it's about 28 degrees here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Tuesday morning at Wax, not a bad day. 38 partly cloudy today. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The White House is giving government agencies 30 days to delete TikTok from federal devices and systems. Monday's announcement comes amid growing national security concerns over the popular video app's ownership by a Chinese company. There are concerns the company could harvest and supply sensitive data on American users to the Chinese government. Multiple state governments and Congress have banned the app from government devices. The House Select Committee on China will hold its first hearing Tuesday as tensions rise between Washington and Beijing. 
Brian Shook reports. The newly formed panel will hear testimony from former President Trump's National Security Advisor, H.R. McMaster, former Deputy National Security Advisor, Matthew Pottinger, and others. The hearing comes amid fallout over the Chinese surveillance balloon that flew across the U.S. Wisconsin Congressman Mike Gallagher, the Republican who chairs the committee, said the panel will highlight threats China poses to U.S. interests. I'm Brian Shook. Former health officials criticized for claiming COVID likely came from a lab leak feel vindicated. This after the Department of Energy concluded that the pandemic started from a laboratory leak in China. I think these scientists finally really went and looked at the science and said the science doesn't add up that this came out of nature. That's Dr. Robert Redfield, the CDC director in the Trump administration. Redfield faced widespread criticism in the media for that assertion as far back as 2021. And Seattle leads a list that may not surprise many people. A new survey conducted by the U.S. Census Bureau found that Seattle is still the nation's saddest large metro area. The Emerald City ranked number one with the highest percentage of respondents who answered they were feeling depressed and hopeless. In the first two weeks of February, nearly half of Seattle area adults reported feeling down. Riverside San Bernardino took second place, and Phoenix came in third. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Hi, I'm Bob Bosel, inviting you to join me on a tour of Scotland and Northern Ireland with Agricultural Highlights August 15th to the 25th. We'll see the scenery, the people, and the agriculture on this one-of-a-kind tour in the land of the 40 shades of green. We'll visit the Edinburgh Castle, make unique stops at an Irish dairy farm and other agricultural highlights and villages, and enjoy a Guinness or two. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword wax, to learn more about our tour, or call 888-557-1020 for a free brochure agriculture it's a wisconsin way of life wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report yeah if you ever want to go to that part of the world it's a good chance to do it northern ireland belfast is absolutely phenomenal when you think of the history the uh, ira and it is just unbelievable it's one of those places areas you you just got to see so we'll be going in august and uh, we'll Hopefully, have you along with us. Well, weather-wise, again, it's it's not bad. This end of February, first part of March, March is going to be coming in like a lamb, not like a lion. 38 today, partly cloudy for the last day of February, down to about 29 tomorrow. There will be some snow showers starting tonight and tomorrow, March 1st. There will be some snow. And north of Eau Claire, 2 to 4 inches, it looks like. South, you know, not that much, and will it even be snow? So, again... 35 will be the high tomorrow. And then the 30s, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 38 on Sunday, partly sunny, so not a bad way to start March. Rice Lake, 23. Medford at 28. 31 in Wausau. Marshfield, Black River Falls, both of 30. Green Bay's 33. Madison at 35 this morning. Milwaukee at 37. And a very comfortable 28 here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area right now. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Six minutes after 5 o'clock and we do have the markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Joe, where are we at with livestock cash numbers? Choice fed beef steers are 160 to 170 with mixed at 138 to 159. Choice fed beef heifers are 160 to 172 with mixed at 133 to 159. Choice fed Holstein steers are 133 to 150 with select and silage fed steers 108 to 132 and a half. Cows are 72 to 109. Bulls are 90 to 112. Butcher hogs are 65 to 70 with sows at 51 to 51 and a half. Boars are 16 and a half with shorn market lambs 146 to 148 with unshorn market lambs 130 to 145. Feeder lambs are 80 to 275 with ewes at 65 to 115. Small goats are 50 to 200 dollars. Medium goats are 160 to 245 dollars. Large goats are 160 to 275 dollars, and nanny goats are 30 to 250 dollars. And at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures yesterday: live cattle and hogs were lower. The feeder cattle were higher. We've got uh, April live cattle, 164.97, that was down 40 cents. June at 160.87, down 20. And August cattle, 159.65, down 12. Feeder cattle for March, 189.17, up a dime. April up 65 cents at 194.22. May up 67 
at 198.72. August, 212.27, up 75 cents. And September, up 85 at $214.62. Lean hogs were lower. April, 84.72, down $1.30. May, 94.12, down $1.22. June, at 102.10, down 137. With July, at 104.52, down $1.30. On the Board of Trade, uh, May contracts were lower yesterday. A higher-ending corn stocks report put pressure on the corn. Beans were down, too, but uh, trending, it has been trending higher recently on some concerns about the South American soybean crop. But uh, let's look out to a July contract, shall we, this morning? July corn overnight up two cents at 636. The oats up one to two at 345. July wheat up four at 722. And July soybeans up four to five cents at 1496 with meal down $2.80 at $468.20. Dairy products were higher. Barrel cheese up a nickel, 159. The blocks up three at 191. The butter up two at 245. Class three, February coming off the board today. Traded a penny lower yesterday at just 1785. March up 14 at 1786. April up six at 1766. May down eight at 1807. And June up four at 1868. So that's the way the markets and the weather look this morning here on Wax. And of course, you all know we were in California. One of our stops was at the Tulare Farm Show. You heard from some of the folks that were along with us as uh, we traveled in California, but we also as we always do, run across a few people from our part of Wisconsin that are exhibitors out there, and we caught up with a couple of them. We're going to hear from one of those today, and we'll do that next right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. When you go to World Ag Expo in Tulare, California, you see people from all over the world, including exotic spots like Marshfield, Wisconsin. Ron Ziggerlicky is with us from H&S Manufacturing. And Zig, when you come to a show like this, it's a major commitment. It really is. It really is. And we're actually um, really blessed that we have a, a dealer that actually is right across the, the interstate, so to speak, out here, that we can utilize him to bring equipment in here for the show. Of course, yes, we did bring some stuff in. Uh, of our own, the, some of the newer items that we've got out here uh, today, ex- especially the uh, new 800 bushel manure spreader. Yeah, let's talk about that. 6180 H&S power spread. It's uh, not your grandpa's manure spreader. Uh, no, no, it's not, Bob. It takes a it takes a good horse to to pull this one out in the field, and it's our. Um, actually our entry-level manure spreader into this what they call a live bottom vertical beater uh, manure spreader. 800 bushel, I mean, you're right, out here is some of the big dairies, they're going to be able to utilize this. But, like I said, this is just an entry-level future for us. So we're working on a couple more models right now in that 400 bushel, 600 bushel, and, of course, Eventually, it's going to be a, a thousand bushel. We'll see, uh, you know, triaxle thousand bushel. So, uh, letting the cat out of the bag a little bit. But uh, yeah, we're really uh, being aggressive with this. So, what was the reaction at uh, World Egg Expo farmers when they looked at this spreader and, and the concept? They like the concept, and probably the the biggest thing that we're hearing from a lot of the farmers is how beefy it is, how it's built. I mean, just the spreader itself is has a weight of over twenty thousand pounds. Uh, you got a ten ton spreader sitting here empty, uh, but looking at the apron chain in it, uh, it's just it's a log chain, you know, and a three quarter inch log chain, uh, all hydraulic drive. The beaters are just uh, the vertical beaters, three quarter inch thick. There's just some heavy built uh, stuff in this spreader and of course uh, with all the dairies out here they make some alfalfa and you got a you got a merger here that uh, won't get through the gates at home ah uh, no no that 28 4 that we have out here again it's uh, actually our small merger right now uh we are um introducing uh, a new 32-footer uh, just this week it's going to come out it's already uh, seen some uh, social media stuff out there and uh, but yeah we have a, a twin head 32-footer that um, we've just uh, introduced so and that is out here that's going to be big for us because of the guys are still using a lot of 16-foot cutters out here and they'll be able to utilize that to put five wind rolls into one. And you've got some of the more traditional equipment we're used to seeing. But out here, 
these guys are creative with these spreaders. Uh, yeah, they are. For years, we've been selling uh, a lot of our manure spreaders out here, and it seems like they you don't they don't see a lot of manure out here. They see a lot of compost, a lot of shells, and you know a lot of that type of stuff out here. But hey, you know if it works for them, which it does, uh, they're happy. And uh, again. World Ag Expo. It's something uh, H&S has been coming to for a long time. Very long time, actually. I myself have been out here. I'm trying to remember back. I think it's around 12 years that I've been coming out here. And there was uh, guys before me that were out here. So, yeah, we've probably been out here 15, 20 years, I'd say. And again, Ron Ziggerlicky, H&S Manufacturing. They were at World Ag Expo in Tulare here a couple of weeks ago. Also uh, have a conversation with some folks from Thorpe Equipment in Thorpe. They were out there, and I know there were others, but that show is so big, you you don't know who's out there. You just uh, Hopefully you can run across them, and we'll have visits with uh, other folks that we did visit on our tour of olive oil, dairy farm. Uh, I don't know. i got to go back and listen myself. We saw so much and did so much. Uh, we'll have to catch up with all that. But, uh, again, it was fun to see Zig out there at the World Ag Expo. Fourteen minutes after 5 o'clock. And uh, we've got some other stuff coming up, other news. We'll get to in the news on Wax on a Tuesday morning. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And coming up, we'll have a conversation that our Pam Yonke had a chance to do with uh, Jerry Huth, an award winner from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. They had uh, their meeting here not too long ago. So we'll hear about uh, all those awards and what else is going on. But, uh, Jill, we'd, we've got a lot going on. Tell us about it. Well, Mexico's plan to ban the importation of genetically modified GMO corn went into force last week. But Mexican President Obrador decided, oh, oh, I looked this up, so I tried to say it right. Obrador issued a new decree. You don't have to tell us that. Nobody else knows how to pronounce it either. They don't know if you're right or wrong. Just go ahead and say it. <laughs> well, he, he issued a new decree, different from the one issued in December 2020, stating that GMO corn can still be used for animal feed and industrial processes for food. Under the new decree, importation of GMO corn for human consumption is still banned. Mexico's Minister of Economy said his country will phase out GMO corn for animals and processed products, but there was no time frame given, and the new decree says U.S. GMO corn must pass sanitary requirements of the Federal Commission for Protection Against Sanitary Risk before coming into the country and being used as animal feed or for industrial use in human food until a substitute is found. Questions are being asked by U.S. agricultural industries about the effectiveness of the rule-based trading system under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Free Trade Agreement. Crop values were released last week by the USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service in their Crop Values 2022 summary. Wisconsin crops are valued at $6.1 billion in 2022. That's up 6% from last year. Wisconsin's corn for grain was valued at $3.4 billion, up 5% from last year. The price per bushel averaged $6.25, and that's $0.25 cents higher than last year's market. Wisconsin soybeans were valued at $1.6 billion, an increase of 12% over 2021, with the average price per bushel increasing by $1.20 to $13.90 in 2022. Other Wisconsin crops that increased in value in 2022 were oats, potatoes, rye, and winter wheat. On the other side, crops that decreased in value included barley, alfalfa hay, and other hay in 2022. Nationally, all U.S. crops were valued at over $219 billion in 2022, more than $6 billion increase from the 2021 prices. All right, and uh, we've got more news that we're going to take a look at as we uh, go along. But the next thing we'll be looking at is a report of uh, prospective plantings. We get into March, we start to get anxious, and uh, hopefully we're, well, the weather's not bad. Get out in the shed and make sure the planter is uh, in good shape and, you know, everything is uh, ready to go with the planter and all kinds of equipment like that. But, uh, you know, all the snow on the ground now, 
can go in a hurry, as we see. Good days like yesterday, and it settles down pretty fast. All right, thanks, Jill. Coming up, we're going to, again, talk about some beef awards as the cattlemen have gotten together around Wisconsin and uh, see what's going on. So uh, hang with us. We're 19 minutes after 5 o'clock. we got about 28 degrees right now. We'll get to about 38 today, partly cloudy. Now, later tonight and into tomorrow, especially north of Eau Claire, there's going to be uh, going to be some snow, maybe 2 to 4 inches. But with what happened last week, that's just a drop in the bucket. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. For the very first time, a Wisconsin beef producer has been recognized as a regional winner of the National Environmental Stewardship Award through the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. I'm Pam Yonke from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, where I had a chance to visit with Jerry Huth. Huth pulled Herefords and SNH Livestock Enterprises LLC out of Oakfield, was one of seven regional winners for the Environmental Stewardship Award program, recognized during the Cattle Industry Convention and National Cattlemen's Beef Association trade show in New Orleans. Don Schiefelbein, the president of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, said those regional winners represent the cattle industry's commitment to environmental stewardship. They started it back in 1991, and like I said, for the very first time, a Wisconsin operation has been recognized. I had a chance to visit with Jerry Huth, who along with his son Josh, are the partners that are making it happen at Huth Pold Herefords and SNH Livestock Enterprises. I started out asking Jerry just to explain the operation and his environmental stewardship philosophy. Well, first of all, Herefords uh, started as a 4-H project that went amok. And uh, uh, as a young kid, my dad got me involved in 4-H. Uh, actually, we started out with uh, a, a fellow, an Angus producer, owed my father some money. Uh, and uh, he, so he took three Angus heifers. Uh, I decided to try to rope one to halter break it. Mm. Uh, shortly thereafter, I got into the Herford business. <laughs> uh, the docility, the fertility, the ease of handling, uh, all leads to, to, to me to the Herford breed. Uh, they're, they're a tremendous operation, uh, cattle that I work with. Uh, just uh, enjoy uh, working with Herefords. Sure. It's now, always been Herefords. Yeah. Now, tell me how the farm, tell me about the farm. You've got a slightly, you've got two different enterprises. Tell me a little bit about how it's been developing. Yes, uh, there is two operations on the on this one farm, Hoothpole Herfords, which is a registered seed stock operation running Herford cattle. Then there's S&H Livestock, Sharf and Hooth Livestock, which uh, is a commercial base operation. It's a two-breed rotational between Hereford and Angus. Mm. Uh, that's basically Josh Sharf's uh, baby. Uh, but uh, I'm a partner in that also. How many acres? How many head total, Jerry? We have, uh, we, between what we own and what we rent, we rent about 800 acres. But uh, we run a 150 cow-calf operation. Okay. All right. Now, you've been recognized as one of the best in the nation by the National Cattlemen's Beef Association as an environmental steward. People think that it's something you just did when you get that kind of award, but you've been kind of committed to this way of raising livestock and managing the land for a long time. Absolutely. We've been rotationally grazing since the 1980s. Uh, we've seen the benefit both economically uh, and environmentally since then. Uh, just a tremendous way to raise, raise uh, uh, cattle on a, on a cow-calf operation. Uh, it, uh, something is in the back of our mind is that, you know, I am so blessed that the Lord let me, gave me the opportunity to manage a little bit of his creation for such a short period of time. And I wanted to, it's my responsibility to do the best job I can do it. And it's always in the back of our mind is, hey, how can we do this better? And is it just about rotational grazing, or are you doing other things that people may not notice driving by? Oh, sure, we're doing quite a bit of stuff around there. Uh, our fields are minimum tilled. Uh, we have, my two sons are very active in, in, in wildlife and habitat uh, restoration. Mm. Uh, they're big hunters. If it was up to my one son, Michael, our, our whole farm would be a food <laughs> plot. But, uh, uh, yeah, we do a number of different things environmentally. How did it feel to be singled out as one of the seven best in the nation down in New Orleans? Well, first of all, I don't think of myself as being one of the seven best. I, 
I think we were very typical of the normal beef producer. Uh, if you know all, if you do not, it's quickly learned by most cattlemen that if you do not take care of the land, the land's not going to take care of you, and that's uh, the underlying score of all these people here that are at the cattlemen today, and that's how what we do too. So we're, I'm just a typical old beef producer. You know, one thing that I really was uh, that I really like to see is how the Hooth operation filled the stage in uh, NOLA with all of the family and partners that are part of the Hereford operation. Tell me a little bit about how you're planning for the future. And I'm not just talking about how you manage the land. Well, that's good. Well, first of all, let's talk about a little bit how I did the past. Is when you looked at the, the deal, uh, they, uh, a couple that came along with me was Chuck Schomburg and his wife Denise. Chuck has been working for me part-time for 40 years. Uh, and before that, his father was working for me. And before that, his little brother was working for me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, we've had uh, employee retention forever. Uh, Josh Scharf uh, came on, on board as a contemporary of my boys. Uh, my two sons and Josh are great friends, uh, stood up in each other's weddings and all that. And uh, Mike, is uh, my son, is uh, godfather to, uh, to oh. Josh's uh, oldest daughter. So Josh started working for me. Uh, he likes the, likes the land, uh, likes the cattle. Uh, and in order to retain Josh is that I had to work him into a ownership position on the personal property on our, on our operation. So thus we started that uh, commercial cow-calf operation wow. between S&H Livestock and, which is Sharf and Hooth. How does that feel to have somebody that's got that passion for the industry kind of come to you, Jerry, instead of you having to pursue them? That felt fantastic yeah. because, uh, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Josh, I don't know if I'd be in business anymore. But uh, uh, Josh enables me to keep on going in this business. I still have a passion for it, a fire for it. But I don't want to get out and do all the work anymore. Yeah. And that's, uh, that and Josh you know, kicks in and gets that job done. Yep. You know, the other thing that I know you'll take pride in, just as a casual observer, boy, there are a lot of people in Wisconsin that like Hereford. Do you, have you noticed that? Oh, no. The Hereford breed is very predominant in, the, in, the, yeah. in, 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 in Wisconsin. Uh, the Wisconsin Hereford Association is the largest breed association in the state. They have well over 100 members. Uh, this year, Wisconsin is hosting the uh, Junior National in mm -hmm. July coming to Madison, uh, where, where there will be over 1,500 head of cattle and 700 exhibitors. Uh, it's, uh, uh, and again, it goes back to what fits well in Wisconsin agriculture, and it's a Hereford, it's a Hereford cow. Now, that Hereford, though, has changed quite a little bit. I remember when I had ag classes in high school, you saw a picture of what a Hereford looked like back in, let's say, the 60s versus today. That breed has evolved quite a little bit. Oh, the breed is constantly changing, and uh, uh, we've weeded out uh, a lot of the genetics that we didn't desire and, and, are, and, are, and are propagating the ones that are making us some money. Do you like how they're trying to segregate the breed in the grocery store, too, with certified Hereford beef. Well, there's everyone's trying to make their little yeah. brand. You know, you got the certified Angus beef that was run in France, but now we've got the certified Hereford beef, which is probably the largest uh, uh, branded beef program on, on the move. And uh, we're producing a quality product and trying to get it through to the consumer. And again, that's Jerry Huth talking with our Pam Yonke, won the uh, regional winner, the National Environmental Stewardship Award for Conservation Wisconsin beef producer, a pulled Hereford breeder, so congratulations to Jerry on that and uh, that award. 5.30 in the morning, just about. We've got some markets. Rocky's going to join us for over Premier Livestock in Withy. That's next on Wax. 28 degrees. We'll get about 38 today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get out of it. Let's find out where the markets are this week at the sale barns around the area. Rocky joins us over at Premier Livestock in Withy. Morning, Rocky. How much fun did you have last week with that weather? Oh, probably uh, not a lot, but uh, <laughs> welcome back to Wisconsin anyway. Yeah, we're back. Uh, we are back. We had a lot of fun out there. Saw a lot of cattle. One of the places we saw it, I don't know if you ever been out, we didn't visit it because, uh, well, because of all the uh, sanitation things. Have you ever heard of the uh, Harris Ranch beef lot? I have not. 100,000 head. Wow. 
along Highway. If you ever go on I-5, Highway 5, the interstate, you can't miss it. It's uh, unbelievable. We had visited in past years, but we just drove by it this time. We were driving by, and I was looking for it, and I finally saw it, and I yelled at everybody in the bus. I said, look to the right, and they couldn't believe it. I mean, it was cattle after cattle after cattle after cattle. Unbelievable. 100,000 head in that lot. Yeah, I've been uh, by that Greeley, Colorado feed lot, and that's just blow your mind. I know it, I know it. But uh, we did visit it. We had visited it in past trips out there, but now uh, because of phytosanitary regulations, can't do it. So, But it was quite a thing to see just driving by. Well, we got to get, let's see, it's Tuesday. How did the sale go yesterday at Premier? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how uh, Monday's auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We sold 800 head of livestock yesterday. Uh, markets were strong. High choice and prime Holstein fed steers 140 to 152. Uh, low choice and select Holsteins 130 to 39. Choice beef steers and heifers on a light test, mostly 145 to 159. Uh, market cows sold strong. High yielding cows from 86 all the way up to a dollar 11 on the cows. Most cows traded from 74 to 85. Market bulls high yielding from 95 to 117. Uh, organic market cows high yielding from $1.15 to $1.37. Uh, lower yielding, lightweight, dollar fourteen and down. We did sell organic steers and bulls up to a dollar fifty. Newborn Holstein bull calves mostly from seventy-five to one seventy-five. Your beef calves one seventy-five to four oh five. Today, Tuesday, uh, we have our special monthly dairy heifer auction. We're expecting five hundred head of dairy heifers for the sale today. Uh, we have over a hundred. Holstein spring and heifers for that sale today. So lots of spring and heifers. Also selling shortbreads and lots of open heifers. Uh, we got Holsteins. We got jerseys. Uh, we got a big group of uh, registered Swiss. Uh, we'll start the auction off with the bread heifers at 11. Go to the open heifers. If you're bringing heifers, make sure you got them in by 10 o'clock a.m. this morning for preg checks. Then tomorrow, Wednesday, we're going to have 300 dairy cattle again. Going to be a complete herd of 120 Holstein parlor freestall cows. All ABS breeding, uh, majority of the herd will be AI bred Angus. They're on test. Nice, nice young herd. We're going to have many top reputation loads of fresh cows from many of our best consigners. We're going to sell over 200 milking two- and three-year-olds, all parlor freestall for tomorrow. Looking for good cows. Want to be with us tomorrow. Questions, uh, give us a call at Premier 715-229-2500. All the details on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, don't forget, machine reaction will be coming up March 24th. Uh, it's uh, lots and lots of equipment in, but definitely if you're bringing equipment or you've had some equipment called in and consigned, it uh, would be very important to be trying to get that equipment in here soon for best advertising. Uh, we do have our horse auction this Friday. Uh, details on that on our website. We are asking for no equipment deliveries on Friday. We will not be able to get you in. We will not be able to get you unloaded. So definitely no equipment deliveries this Friday. So that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. Maybe you want to come over and see us Friday. What do you got? What are you selling? We're going to have 300 horses. Well, I mean, riding, driving, Hey, we'll, we'll have them all, but it's predominantly uh, drafts and driving horses. I'm right. sure they'll they'll sprinkle in a few uh, riding horses and uh, might even have a pony or two for you. That's um, <laughs> just what I need is a pony. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rocky, we'll, we'll see how we can plan it. Do you, you have a good one. You too. Thank you. There you go. That's Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock and Withy. Well, here's a guy that could use a pony. Let's get to our weather. Brought to you by Northside Elevator. Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13. <laughs> A pony? <laughs> well, you never know. When your family starts coming, you might need a pony. Oh, that's true. I, I can get them to, to ride a pony. There but you go. Uh, I mean, hey, Bob, today might be the day to, to go out riding just because it'll be a little milder, we'll say. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> still too much ice under there. Not good weather to ride horses. Nah, not really. But uh, yeah, today we'll have some sunshine in the early going, but clouds will start to roll in into the afternoon with highs climbing mostly to the mid to upper 30s. Now, Tonight, clouds will continue to roll in, and that will give us a chance at snow showers through the overnight. By the time it's all said and done, we could see anywhere from about 1 to 3 inches uh, in Eau Claire, but that tapers off going into tomorrow afternoon, mostly cloudy and highs into the mid-30s once again. Going into Thursday, though, that kick starts a quiet weather pattern for us with temperatures hanging out into the low to mid-30s through Sunday with intervals of clouds and sun into the mix. Then going into Sunday night, this is where we'll have another chance at some precipitation heading our way, which likely carries us into Monday. 
with highs climbing to the upper 30s and low 40s. But right now, clouds are starting to clear out, and we have a temperature of 26 and a wind chill of 19 degrees in Eau Claire. How warm does it have to get before you don't wear a hat out on a patio? I thought I didn't think you'd have a hat on, stocking cap, but you did this morning on TV. I think I just do it out of habit sometimes. <laughs> like when there's no wind and yeah. it's, you know, in the teens, it's really not so bad and I really don't need it. But uh, I always just say that my hat threshold is usually around the freezing point and right now it's 26 degrees All so. right, well my wearing shorts is a little bit warmer i had to put my shorts away i wore shorts last week when i was in monterey visiting my son and then i had to put the shorts away and i don't know when i'm going to get them out again well hopefully soon meteorological spring starts tomorrow does it really it does Oh, good. What does that mean? Well, it's a little bit easier to compare uh, monthly averages year to year. That's Mm -hmm. why meteorological seasons start on the 1st. So you have March 1st, June 1st, September 1st, and uh, what would it be? December 1st. I think most people (laughs) think of March 1st, though. Is it going to come in like a lion or a lamb? It looks like a lamb this year. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. So let's hope it doesn't go out like a lion. Yeah, I hope not. (laughs) All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. Good to talk to you again, Bob. All right. Thanks, Mike. Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 as we look at uh, the weather on wax. And we've got news next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get in the newsroom, courtesy of Northside Elevator, and uh, talk to Morgan McCarthy. Miss me? So much. I, I was just able... <laughs> you know, you can lie with a straight face better than anybody I know. Just ready to dry the final tears this morning, and man, am I going to save money on Kleenex now. Oh, boy. Well, I'm glad to be back. Uh, we're happy to have you, and thank, you for, thank you for coming. But speaking uh, of lying, I was going to tell Jill this. You have that uh, L on deck for your calves at the Welke uh, Land and Cattle Company. Once March babies start dropping, you have to have a lion and lamb in the mix. There you go. They're on the list. Okay. Are they really? All right. Absolutely. All right. Good, good. And we're glad to have you back. Speaking of little lambs, Bob, just as gentle as can be. Hi, what's going on? From uh, 715 Newsroom, we're going to start with headlines that keep us uh, pretty close to our area. An update out of Dunn County, the victim of that deadly house fire now being identified. As the Dunn County Sheriff's Office yesterday said, 74-year-old William Dahl, 66-year-old Bonnie Bukula, both dying in the fire at a duplex. And this was in the township of Menominee. Investigators saying no reason to think there was foul play involved in any way. The investigation into the cause of the fire continues. While the Green Bay woman accused of killing her boyfriend after a day of drug use is getting a new lawyer. A judge yesterday appointed Taylor Shabusiness a new attorney. This was after she attacked her last lawyer in court. Shabusiness smashed her lawyer in the head with an elbow during a hearing on whether she's competent enough to stand trial. She's accused of killing her boyfriend last March and then chopping him into pieces, then hiding his body throughout the house. Rolling out the welcome mat? Well, to fewer people, it seems. The latest home sale snapshot in Wisconsin is out, and the Realtors Association's latest report says home sales fell 34% last month compared to a year ago. Overall, the Realtors numbers say just over 3,100 homes were sold in Wisconsin last month compared to over 4,700 in January of last year. Right now, that report says the median price for a home here in Wisconsin is about $250,000. We're going to look a little bit closer at some uh, land near us and Fort McCoy moving some barracks. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster looks closer. What are they moving? Not troops, not guests. The base is moving entire barracks complexes this week. Crews loaded the first four barracks buildings onto trucks this week and will move them across the base. The hope is to set the barracks on new foundations and get a few more years of life out of the World War II era buildings. Commanders say the barracks should be ready for troops to move back into by the summer. I'm John DeMaster. And, of course, Bob returns from the West Coast. Didn't make it all the way to Seattle. That's probably a good thing. Turns out Seattle, they're sad. A new survey conducted by the U.S. Census Bureau found that Seattle is still the nation's saddest large metro area. The Emerald City ranked number one with the highest percentage of respondents who answered they were feeling depressed and hopeless. In the first two weeks of February, nearly half of Seattle area adults reported feeling down. Riverside San Bernardino took second place and Phoenix came in third. Los Angeles and San Francisco made it to the top 10 saddest cities, while Washington, D.C., Chicago, New York, and Dallas rounded out the list. The National Survey ranks the top 15 saddest large metro areas. 
Nika McGulhis, NBC News Radio. And no sadness here. We got our smiles back because Bob's returned to the barn, and that's where we head now with Bob Jill and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Did you see the other end of that survey of the happiest? City places in America? Well, it, just as your wheels came down in Wisconsin, Eau Claire shot right up to the top of the list. So. Boyceville is number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I'm not there. Have you ever been in Seattle? You know, I visited briefly, went through it. I, I never spent a lot of time. Well, you, it's got to be weather-related, too. You're not getting that vitamin D boost from the sun. And well, you've never seen somebody. I mean, under every overpass, it's a homeless mm-hmm. village, tents and cardboard boxes. and but It's I'll, expensive. All those cities you listed... They're so expensive to live in, and, and you know, talk about nobody buying houses in January. Who wants to move in January and February? That's the same thing. I uh, think it's not even pretty when you live here. No. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to move here, right? That's right. <laughs> All right, Morgan, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for coming back, Bob. Oh, we're back. We are back, that's for sure. We're 18 minutes away from 6 o'clock, too, right here on WAC. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And some recent changes at the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Rick is no longer the government relations director with the Wisconsin Farmers Union, but the Farmers Union from Wisconsin around the country will be very much engaged as far as the Farm Bill is concerned. And again, we do have Derek Van Orden, our third district congressman, now on the Agriculture Committee. He likes to call himself Mr. Cheese. I don't, I don't know why, but he does. So anyway, that's where we're at. We're 16 minutes away from uh, 6 o'clock. And uh, Jill, if you like Gouda cheese, you don't have to go very far today to get it. No, they've got a grand opening happening for Marika Gouda. It's by... It's the old Pier 1 Imports building. Yeah, over by Applebee's, over by the mall. Yep, and they're going to be open from 10 to 7, seven days a week. Now, this is kind of a soft opening. The actual grand opening, the gala, will be later on. Well, you know more about it than I do then. Uh All I know is that they're going to have a grand opening, but they're going to feature their cheeses, but they're also going to be working a lot with charcuterie boards. Do you know what a charcuterie board is? <laughs> it's got the meat and the fruit on it and the cheese on it, and it's just kind of on a... Charcuterie. I wonder where that name came from. I, I heard that the first time. I was it some kind of wood? <laughs> I don't know what a charcuterie board is. Well, it but, just has a whole pile of food on there, and yeah, then you just well, blend it all together. Line. That's the bottom line. But if you want to go over there today, over there at the former Pier 1 Imports building by Oakwood Mall, right across from Applebee's, right there by the stoplight when you turn up, you uh, you have them open. 10 o'clock this morning, they will be open. And don't forget, a week from today. It's the Eau Claire Farm Show. That's at the Menards Chippewa Valley Expo Center from 9 to 3.30. That's next Tuesday and Wednesday. March it's, 7th and 8th. Yep, free parking, free admission. And there's a, going to be an FFA silent auction there this year. Oh, good. So lots of things going on. We'll make our... Friend of the Chippewa Valley Awards as well, one of those two days. So about the only farm show left outside of Oshkosh. You want to drive way over there at the end of the month, uh, end of March, first part of April. I don't have the exact dates on that show, but again, it's uh, it's all coming up. So we want to see at the farm show. You haven't been able to get out a whole lot yet to a farm show. So this is your chance a week from today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. So you can get your good cheese at uh, Marika's uh, opening today. And uh, other things uh, are important on the calendar too, Joe. What else is uh, up to date for us? Well, tomorrow we've got, you. if you are eligible for the Sensory Farm and Home applications, those are handed out at the Wisconsin State Fair. And the applications are due tomorrow, March 1st. You need to go to... The website, Wisconsin State Fair website, and they will have everything that you need to know about that. There's also an application due for the Rural Wisconsin Rural Opportunities Foundation Premier Scholarship Award program. That's due tomorrow, Wednesday, and that's an online application only. Go to www.wrof.org and look up scholarships. And if you're still hungry for pancakes this weekend, there's an all-you-can-eat pancake breakfast sponsored by the Eau Claire County 4-H Horse Program on Sunday, March 5th from 8 to 1 at the Village of Lake Halley in Lake Halley. That's put on by which horse club? 
the Eau Claire County 4-H, oh, okay. or no, excuse me, the Chippewa County 4-H program. Yeah, up in Halley. Okay, so that's where their breakfast will be. At the, where is it? The Halley Town Hall? Or? Village of Lake Halley is okay. what the right. flyer says. I know there. So heading up towards the Apple Orchard. So that's coming up. All right, 26 degrees right now. We'll get about 38. We'll get to some markets next. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's almost 10 minutes to 6 o'clock. It's 26 degrees out here. And it's time to hear from Hut Eamon and Sparta Equity. Fed cattle selling steady to stronger with the higher than choice beef steers and heifers 159 to 168. Choice and select beef steers and heifers 148 to 158. The dairy cross steers 142 to 157. The higher than choice Holstein steers 140 to 148. The choice and select Holstein steers 129 to 139 with the unfinished steers and heifers 128 and down. Cow market steady to stronger with the high yielding cows 87 to a dollar topper down 102. Cutters and utilities 71 to 86 with the low yielding and canner cows 70 cents and down. Organic market today with results from the February 27th sale with most organic cows bringing 135 to 150 topping at 153. The thin and small organic cows 114 to 134 with the organic steers and heifers 140 to 155. Bull market steady, most bulls bringing 95 to $1.10 with a thin full bulls over a ton discounted at 94 and down. Calves sold by the pound with a steady to stronger market with the quality Holstein bull calves bringing 170 to 250. The quality Holstein heifer calves 40 to 110. The quality beef bulls 250 to 385. The quality beef heifers 2 bucks to 325 with the light and poor quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale. Will be Wednesday, March 1st, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hot Aim and Equity Live Second like Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we got more markets. We're going over to the uh, Equity Stratford barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. How you doing? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you, and welcome back. And uh, uh, Jill, are you there this morning, too? I am. Well, did you have to train that new guy that came in today? or? Well, you know, sometimes he'll, you got to do a lot of forming for things. So. <laughs> he'll never be fully <laughs> trained, believe me. He still does some of the basic problems that uh, we've got. You well, all set no, for your annual meeting next uh, Friday, or a couple of weeks, rather, on uh, St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, we uh, <clears throat> glad you brought that up because uh, if uh, for folks are planning on attending equity district meetings in the area, including, of course, Altoona, Sparta, Stratford, uh, they would like to know how many are coming for the meals. So you can uh, give those folks a call in Baraboo. That number is on our uh, Equities website. And also you can uh, email them. So you have to click on Equities homepage, and all that stuff will be on the homepage. So you can take care of that today. I'd like to have them before March 1st. And, again, uh, before we go to the market, Bob, welcome back. And before I forget, uh, you were gone on your anniversary. So happy anniversary. And, uh, well, I don't know, we probably won't make another 40 46, is it? 46, 45. yeah, 46, 46, yeah, we'll see. You never know. We might try, but we don't know if we'll make it or not. So, But uh, it's been a it's been a great 46, and we're not done yet. That's the main. Neither are you. You've been there longer than I have over at uh, Stratford. You've been over 50 over there in and out, haven't you? Yep, kind of, yeah. So, and, uh, again, equity of, as a company whole is... Uh, is uh, starting their 101st year of uh, selling livestock for Wisconsin producers, so a lot of milestones. Well, I guess so, that's for sure. Well, today is uh, another trading day, but what happened yesterday? All right, Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford. Uh, cow market steady to strong yesterday. High-yielding, fleshy, Holstein cows yesterday's auction, selling from 91 to 97 and a half. Most of the cows in yesterday's sale, selling between 70 and 90, just a few thin, light carcass cows, 68 and below. On the bull trade, uh, light, light run of bulls yesterday, and they are selling mostly from 90 to $1.10. Lighterweight bulls, 85 and below. And on the calf market yesterday, good demand continues on the top quality calves, 9,230 pound Holstein bull calves, and they were selling from $1.20 to two twenty-five, topping yesterday on the bull calves at two thirty-five. Uh, fairly limited demand, uh, heifer calves 40 and below, beef calves very strong, 175 to 375. They did top at 400 on yesterday's sale. And we'll have an update on the fed cattle. Most of those will be sold tomorrow. But we are at Tuesday, and uh, we got started this morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. 
Uh, for you folks looking for round bales, we do have a large consignment of first crop round bales, grassy mixed hay, so that'll be uh, to start off the hay sale at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock will be the market auction today, and of course we sell organic market cows every Tuesday. Organic market, of course, you folks are very, very strong, and we'll be followed by the conventional cattle today. And tomorrow, um, full marketing day tomorrow, and don't forget feeder sale tomorrow is at 12.30. And of course, last week, uh, because of the weather, we did not have a Thursday sale, so it looks like Thursday will be good to go this week, and hopefully we can uh, get on a normal sales schedule without too much disruptions with the weather. It's been a been a struggle the last couple of weeks, but uh, anyway, uh, folks, this morning I know some of these side roads are going to be ice-covered yet and slushy and froze, so do drive careful, but it's just been, like I said, the weather's been a challenge for about the last week here, Bob, so hopefully we'll get some decent weather. We get to be 30-some today. It should melt off. should be a pretty good day, so markets are looking good, and... Uh, I guess with that, Bob, we'll turn it back to you. And again, welcome back. And you know, and uh, Joe, make sure he doesn't get overworked today. We gotta kind of ease him back into this, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I know how to ease myself into it. <laughs> problems. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We'll talk to you later. You betcha, Bob. Thank you. There you go, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Barn. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. And I know uh, Jerry's concern is real about the roads, but uh, as you were saying, Joe. The group, the crews have done a great job of these roads. The crews have done a great job, and I think the rain helped to dry out some of the roads because yeah. they were good and dry this morning. All right, but still, you never know where one might slide in on you, so be careful. Well, let's take a look at the rest of our markets brought to you by Synergy Co-op. Looking at uh, July corn overnight, up two cents at six thirty-six. The oats up one to two at three forty-five. July wheat up four at seven twenty-two. July beans were down four to five cents at fourteen ninety-six, and meal down two eighty a ton at four hundred sixty-eight dollars and twenty cents. Looking at some of our country elevator prices: wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corns at five ninety-one, with beans at fourteen forty-seven. Connorsville location five ninety-one and fourteen forty-two. Northside elevator, loyal. Uh, corn is at five ninety four with beans at fourteen forty eight and Arcadia six oh seven and fourteen fifty. On the DTN screen, corn at Golden Plum six eleven at Baldwin five ninety six with the beans fourteen forty one five ninety one for the corn at Durand fourteen thirty seven on the beans. Mondovi and Elmwood have corn at five ninety six. Beans at Mondovi fourteen forty one Elmwood fourteen forty six five eighty two for the corn at Fall Creek fourteen sixteen for the soybeans. Osseo corn six oh one beans fourteen forty six out at Elk Mound corn five ninety seven beans fourteen forty nine Sparta five ninety four and fourteen thirty three Ellsworth five seventy one and thirteen ninety six ethanol plants corn six oh eight Stanley six oh one New Richmond five ninety three barrel cheese up a nickel yesterday one fifty nine blocks up three at one ninety one butter up two at two forty five February class three down one seventeen eighty five. That'll come off the board after today's trade. March up fourteen at seventeen eighty six. April up six at seventeen sixty six. May down eight at eighteen oh seven and June up four at eighteen sixty eight. Again, about thirty eight today, partly cloudy. I don't know if I'll wear shorts or not. We'll have to wait and see. I kinda hate to take my shorts off once they start wearing them. But 38 today, partly cloudy, and then 35 tomorrow. Chance of precip snow, maybe 2 to 4 inches north of Eau Claire. It's a very pleasant 26 right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.